Good morning, and welcome to our time at Daily Word and Prayer. This is Sunday morning, February 28th. Already, boy, the second month of the year has gone on. I hope your 2021 is proving to be a good year. I know everybody talked about it when 2020 was over, 2021, flipping the calendar would magically make everything better. It's been a tougher year in many ways, but we're grateful. We're grateful for this ministry, this time together, this community we're forming, and to be in the Word of God in prayer every single morning. On Sundays, we like to focus on praying for the churches. We do, we do ask God to somehow save our country. We believe that our country is in, is in dire shape. And it didn't just happen. It's been happening. The foundations have been being destroyed for quite some time now as our country is going more and more secular, more and more humanistic, more and more trusting in themselves and not trusting in God, which, you know, Scripture tells us is a foolish thing to do. And so we're praying for our country. We're praying for the gospel to increase here. We're praying for a revival and spiritual awakening in our land. And so each Sunday we pray for the churches because the churches— are so vital in this. The church, the body of Christ, the church is where God is at work. The church is, is God's vehicle, his primary vehicle. And the, the people of God, God doesn't just, you know, he's probably not going to just appear with an angel in the sky and convert America. He's going to use the people of God, and the people of God are to be gathered to worship and be equipped and to fellowship in the church of God. We're to be devoted to fellowship, breaking of bread, teaching and prayer. And so this is what we, the people of God, are to learn. And of course, everything, it's so much of that's important for the leadership of the church. So I want to ask you, when you think of your pastor, what do you think of? Or when you think of a pastor, what do you think of? If you're from a smaller, single-staff pastor church, you probably think of someone who's uh, uh, very friendly, but he's there for your beck and call for everything. If you're sick, he'll be there. If you call him, he'll answer. If you're in the hospital, he'll visit. If you die or marry, he's the one. If you've got a problem, he'll be there. He's got a lot on his plate. He's expected to do everything from, from teach on Sunday, maybe lead the music, maybe do the bulletin. He's got a lot on his plate, and um, there's a lot of expectations of him as a, as a person to be a jack-of-all-trades. From a larger multi-staff church, you probably think of your pastor, he's, he's got the challenge of being a bit more like a CEO. He's got to manage a ship. He's got to manage a budget. He's got to manage staff. He's got, uh, he's got job performance reviews he's got to handle. He's got to give a good message each Sunday. He's got to make sure each Sunday service is, is like a home run and a wonderful experience uh, for everyone who comes. And particularly, he's aware, pre-pandemic, of course, particularly he's aware that there may be visitors there that are, that are judging the church and judging him and judging the music and judging the facilities and judging all these things to decide whether they want to come back. Because we live in a very consumer-oriented age. And just as we, whenever we go to a restaurant or a store or anything else where we, we ask, did they, did they meet my needs as a consumer? Of course, more and more people are doing this with the church. This is just a reality. Every pastor knows it, and he's under a lot of pressure to provide customer service when at the same time, God is expecting him to be a leader, 
God is expecting him to be a leader. I know with me, you know, I, I, I'm tempted with this very thing right here. But we want our YouTube channel to grow and, you know, people say, well, it's a little long. You know, you're, you're, you know, if you kept your messages down to seven minutes, you'd have more viewership. And so you've always struggled. Okay, well, we, we could end, we could end like right now or a minute from now, or we could try and give a little bit more depth and feeding and and take some of the things that just take time. So we have this challenge, don't we, on this consumer mentality versus really feeding. The reason I bring this up is this morning's time is about pastors. This morning's verses in First Peter, and it just you know, it, it, it works perfectly with our desire to pray for the church on Sundays because today's message is about pastors. And because of these expectations about pastors, let me say, a lot of pastors are very, very discouraged. Do you know that now these statistics are pre-COVID that I have there. These are from like a, a little bit over a year ago, the statistics I'm about to share with some of them with you. And I'm sure they're worse now. But you know that 50% of pastors, according to surveys, considered resigning in the previous month? 50% considered resigning in the previous month. 83% of pastors' wives, spouses, think their husband should resign. 80% of pastors think the pastoring the church has had a negative impact upon their family. Less than 10% of people who start their career as a pastor will still be a pastor by the time they resign or by, by the time they enter retirement. Uh, each year, 1,700 pastors leave the ministry and about, what is the number? I think it's 1,500 are asked to leave by their church. 1,700 leave voluntarily, leave because they want to. Another 1,500 leave because they're asked by their church or their fired. Um, a lot of these statistics, you can see why it's a tough job. Uh, I, I know with, with me, you know, I, I always thought pastoring was a glamorous job when I, when I looked up to it. And I, and I will say, I was a pastor for many years. And nowadays, you know, so, you know, I, I just am a teacher and itinerant ministry. Uh, I love pastoring and I, and I'm an optimist. I find the good. It does have its challenges because a pastor feels the weight and bears the burden of everybody in his church and often, often bears the weight of the person, the person or family that's having the most trouble. And, and once they get better, then he bears the weight of another one. And he's always, he's always aware of the people who are struggling or hurting or in pain or, or had a loss. And it can be a, this can be a very emotionally draining job uh, to, to be involved with people at times when they're so needy. So we need to pray for our pastors. That's what I'm saying. We need to pray that God gives them strength and grace because God does give them strength and grace. On the other hand, to a great degree, maybe we're expecting too much of them and we're expecting them to do things that prevent them from doing what God calls them to do. And so let's read from 1 Peter chapter 5 and verses 1 through 4 and see what it is that God really expects of our pastors. We read, Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the grace that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, 
and not yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So we have here, he says, I urge the elders. And he says shepherd, or that word actually is the word pastor. And the word oversee, oversee overseeing the flock, is the word uh, that we get our word episcopal, or bishop, excuse me, bishop, or I forget which, excuse me. Point being that these are this, a person who, the, the title's elder, the work is to shepherd or pastor like a shepherd would guard his sheep, protect his sheep, uh, direct his sheep, lead the sheep, protect them from wolves, make sure they all stay together, shepherd the flock, and you exercise oversight, again, like a shepherd would, to watch and see are there any sheep that are in trouble, any sheep that are in need, any sheep that might be in danger. This is really the work. And he tells them three things not to do. Not, not Number one, don't do it under compulsion, but to do it voluntarily. And you can see how, uh, in light of some of those statistics I shared earlier, it can become something compulsion. You can see of, of how many of those pastors, if they could find another job, would leave. How many of them have have... They're not doing it voluntarily. They're doing it because they have to. They need to. They need the money. And, um, and, and they've, if, when this is the case, you wonder, have they lost sense of their calling? And that's where, and when they do that, then, you know, they're in, they're in trouble. If you're a pastor today and you've lost a sense of your calling, because this is the hard work that God calls men to do. It is a challenge. And if you've lost sight of God called you to this, uh, God led you to this, God is with you on this. It can you can begin to say, eh, I don't like this. I'm not doing it out of the uh, out of my heart. I'm doing it under compulsion. Or he says, secondly, not doing it um, uh, uh, for sordid gain or for the money, just for the salary, but to do it with eagerness. Again, it comes down to remembering your calling, remembering that that what you're doing is the will of God. This whole book is about suffering, challenges, difficulties, as pastors that's that uh you know we should be we should remember that sometimes god calls us to something even though it requires suffering and it's difficult and hard and we know that nothing in life church family an individual achievement we know nothing in life that's really worth achieving comes easy they all have their challenges everything is difficult I would imagine, by the way, we could use some of these same statistics to talk about people. I wish I could leave my job. My wife doesn't think my job's good for me and it's damaging my kids. We could probably use that for a lot of other jobs as well. Pastors do face some particular challenges. Pastors' kids are expected to be perfect. Pastors' wives are expected to, you know, you get a two-for-one deal. She, you know, uh, we hire the pastor. We expect the wife to do a whole lot of work too. Everybody has some challenges, though. Every job has its challenges. Every, life can be hard. Life can be difficult. Life can have its challenges. The third thing he says, don't lord it over the, the, the flock, pastors, but serve, be, prove to be an example. And, and this, again, is so important that as pastors that we, we do what we say, we practice what we preach. This is one of the very few jobs out there that your character or your family failing, your wife, a failure in your marriage or a failure with raising your children can cost you your job. I mean, what, what other jobs out there, if you go through a divorce, are you going to lose your job? Or if your kid turns out really rebellious, might, might you say you're not qualified to do this job? No, but that's true of a pastor. 
And there's a lot of pre- that's why there's a pressure on the pastor's family, the pastor's children, and um, and upon the pastor because they're they're kind of expected to be pretty perfect. So today we want to pray for our pastors to remember their call and to serve God with all their heart voluntarily and to love their flock. And as in all of life, if we focus on our problems, we get in a downward spiral and it gets worse and worse and worse. If we focus on the victories and focus on our promises and, 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 and like we, can be, we can grow strong in faith like Abraham did, even when things aren't working the way we want, even when we're not as excited as we'd want to be, we can still grow strong in faith and give glory to God by focusing on the promises of God and not being deterred because of the challenges, the circumstances that might be negative. And so we pray for our pastors to be men of faith, men of courage, men who remember the promises of God, men who strengthen themselves in the Lord. And day by day, they, they are receiving God's grace to do their ministry. They are remembering their call and they're faithfully executing it without losing heart and becoming discouraged. I say this and I, and, and I, I want to guarantee you, your pastor has had these struggles. You may not know it, your pastor has had these struggles. A note of encouragement from you, praying for him, a note of encouragement from you, finding, being a good finder with him when the service goes particularly well or a message he gives is particularly encouraging or, or something of that, or you're particularly grateful for a, something the church does, a note of thanks, a note of encouragement might go further than you realize. And so today we want to pray for our pastors. So much is riding on them because so much is riding on our churches, and they are our leaders. So together, let's pray. Are you ready? Father, in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for what you're up to. We thank you, Lord, that you have, you're building your church, and we thank you, Lord, for the under-shepherds that you've given us, the pastors you've given to lead us, to shepherd us, to guide us, to watch over us and protect us from the wolves and the dangers in our world. We pray, Father, that we would be in situations where we're open with our pastors. We respect them, we, that they're aware of, of our life situations so they can do their job well. We pray, Father, for our pastors to know that they are appreciated and help us, Father, to truly appreciate them from our heart. It's so easy. I confess, Lord, it's so easy to find fault with a message or find fault with a service or find fault with anything. Help us to realize that that's of the flesh. It's not of the spirit. Help us to be good finders rather than fault finders, Father. And we confess, we confess, Lord, how sometimes we've even hurt those that we love and and have been our leaders. We've hurt them uh, because we, we, we can't, we can't we, rather than bless them with our words, we've hurt them with our words. Father, we pray today for our pastors to help them to do the will of God. Help them, Lord, to not bow to societal pressures to have to be a CEO, to have to know how to manage all this great staff, have to be the most articulate person around, or help us, or, or, or on the other hand, Lord, that they've got to be a jack of all trades and minister to every single need that we all have. Father, help our pastors to remember their call, to hear from you, to know what it is you want them to do, 
to serve voluntarily, not under compulsion, to serve with eagerness, not, not for the money, and to serve as an example, not lording it over us, not preaching one thing that they won't lift a finger to do themselves. Help them, Lord, to be examples. Help their, their, their wife and their children. Give them grace. Lord, people watch them. They look at them. They judge them. Give them the grace to stand up in that, under that pressure. Give the children the grace to, to know that, that even though they have pressures as a pastor's child, they also have blessings. People do pray for them, look up to them. They have opportunities others might not have. Father, help, help families. We pray, Lord, for our pastors. We pray their families would not be damaged. We pray, Lord, that Satan wouldn't get in. We pray there would be no scandal amongst them. We pray, Lord, that no, no woman would come along and meet the needs of that pastor that his wife can't meet. Or help, her, help the wife, Lord, not to be resentful of the church or resentful of the way her husband's being treated. I pray, Lord, for our pastors and their families to be adequately taken care of financially. They wouldn't do it for the money, but I pray, Lord, the money would be adequately there to care for them and to provide for them and, and enable them to live a, a, the, an appropriate life, that we would honor them with the way we, we, we recompense them. We pray this for our pastors, Lord. We pray, Lord, that on the positive they would be men filled with the Holy Spirit, receiving your grace walking in your power, filled with the joy of the Lord, because this is their strength. We pray, Lord, that they would, they would be hearing from you, and again, remembering their call upon them, their own life and upon the church. Help the church, Lord, to respect that leadership and to be in step with, with their leaders and to uh, embrace the vision that you give them and, and uh, not fight against it. We pray, Father, for our, past, our churches to that each of us, you said each of us has a gift, and I pray that we would each be employing it in such a way that it doesn't all fall on the pastor's shoulders, that he can be a leader and a shepherd, but not, doesn't have to do everything that needs to be done because we are stepping up in our churches, and the members are stepping up in the churches to do their job and to really help bear the load. We pray this for our pastors, Lord. We pray that you give us godly men of tremendous character, men who will persevere, men who will be strong in the midst of trials, men who will not lose faith even when it's challenging and difficult. We pray, Lord, you give us men who have the word of God that are stellar in the scripture, that know the word, that stand upon it, that hold on to your promises. We pray you give us men like that Psalm 1 who are people who meditate on your word day and night, and so they're like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. I pray leaders like that so that our churches might prosper, his family might prosper, and that our, our churches and our ministries would bear great fruit no matter what season we're in, no matter what's happening around us, we'd be bearing fruit for our God. We pray for these things, Lord. We need this we pray for our pastors this very day. Encourage them. Bless them. Help them really deliver your messages to us in today's church services. Help us to be good soil, that the seeds sown in us will bear good fruit, we pray, 30, 60, and 100-fold for your glory. 
We pray for these things, Lord. We're asking for spiritual awakening and revival in our land. We assume the church will play a big part in that. We assume our pastors will play a big part in that. Maybe not, but that's our assumption. And so we pray, Father. We pray for our leaders that they would lead with they would lead. And they would lead with courage. They'd speak truth to us. They'd shine the light for the path. We pray for this in our churches. We ask, Lord, that they would help us understand the times we're living in, that we might know how we ought to be acting. We pray for this. We ask for this. We ask for a revival in our land. And we pray that we, we offer ourselves to be available. We pray our churches, our church, individual, we're rep, many churches represented here today, our churches will be a part of this. And, uh, and, and many others that we don't even know, others around the country who are in prayer, that you would raise up a mighty army for your glory. These things we pray. Take this day, and as we're in church today, Lord, help us to go, help us to receive today, but help us to give. To give words of encouragement, blessing, support to everyone we meet. I pray, Lord, today, every person we meet, talk with, encounter, have any, spend any time with, they would leave a better person. They'd leave closer to you, maybe closer to salvation or having grown in Christ because of their interaction with us. Help us to be a blessing to others, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. We give you glory now. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for praying for your pastors. They'll appreciate it. Hey, you might tell your pastor about this. You might tell them that uh, you're on a on a prayer, daily word and prayer video, and today we prayed for the pastors and talked about some of the challenges they face. And and uh, if, if this helped make you more aware or alert, you might give them a kind word and tell them you're motivated by this. Send them the link, encourage them to watch it. They might want to join this too. You know, pastors need to be fed too. Pastors need to be encouraged too. And sometimes you ask, well, who encourages the pastor? Who feeds the pastor? Who blesses the pastor? And this, this could be something that proves to be a blessing to your pastor and uh, uh, a daily encouragement in the Word of God and prayer. Thanks for being with me. I love you guys. I really do. I'm thankful for you joining me. Every time I see your name in the chat, I'm encouraged. Uh, if you're watching this later today, drop a comment in the comment section. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notify, but drop a comment too. I acknowledge you to use a word of encouragement, so go ahead and give one, okay? God bless you. You have a great day, and, uh, and walk in the Spirit. Make this a wonderful day for His glory, okay? See you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., right here. Bye-bye.